good evening. At least it's good evening for me right now. I'm going through my essays and recording them. So this one is one second here. The nefarious goal behind COVID testing. And probably one of my most important essays and uh, one of my most popular essays. I am working on a new essay titled The Victimization of Anthony Fauci to be published within the next few days. However, I had to take a few moments today to write this shorter piece about COVID genomic testing. I cannot stress how important this is. If you wish to take a deeper dive, you'll find a list of the essays I've written on this subject at the end of this piece. What I discuss here is an extension of my essay, War, specifically about testing and the three faces of evil about Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci, and Joe Biden. Everything about this pandemic was carefully planned, and anyone who doesn't see it either hasn't bothered researching it properly and doesn't care, or knows full well what's going on and doesn't care or is a part of it. Bill Gates and his right-hand man, Anthony Fauci, are at the center of this three-ring circus, this money-making and power-grabbing scheme, this biggest con in history. But it's so much more than that. On September 30th, 2020, life science companies and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation published a joint communique Commitments to Expanded Global Access for COVID-19 Diagnostics, Therapeutics, and Vaccines. Note to the expansive list of drug companies and the one foundation connecting them all. AstraZeneca, Bayer, Biomerieux, Boehringer Ingelheim, Bristol-Myers Squibb, Isay, Eli Lilly, Gilead, GSK, Johnson & Johnson, Merck & Company, known as MSD outside of the U.S. and Canada, Merck, KGAA, Darmstadt, Germany, Novartis, Pfizer, Roche, and Sanofi, together with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, each pledged themselves to the fight against COVID-19. They promise, collectively, we have launched the most expansive and ambitious pandemic R&D response effort in history, with the promise of a range of interventions that can help end the pandemic. Creating these innovations is not enough, however. Through partnerships with other stakeholders, we are committed to ensuring global access to diagnostics, therapeutics, and vaccines that will help to accelerate the end of the pandemic. But, as I have previously discussed and will further elaborate in my next essay, none of these parties have any interest in ending the spread of viruses in general. Beyond the obvious motivator of greed, something even more nefarious is going on with testing. I have a sense of urgency in writing this because despite all of the evidence showing how bad of an idea this testing is, the Joe Biden administration has just awarded a $1.3 billion contract to iHealth, a subsidiary of China's Andon Health Company Limited, that will supply millions of COVID-19 tests to the United States. Keep in mind that this type of testing didn't happen overnight. They have been testing the testing on humans for a while now, and it is only with COVID that they coalesced testing into one type for the entire planet. 
As one example of the preparation they have undertaken, we can look at an article in the Times of India. In 2010, the CDC, in conjunction with the CDC Foundation, formed the Viral Hepatitis Action Coalition, which supports research and promotes expanded testing and treatment of hepatitis C in the United States and globally. Industry has donated over $26 million to the coalition through the CDC Foundation since 2010. Corporate members of the coalition include Abbott Laboratories, AbV, Gilead, Janssen, Merck, Orasur Technologies, Quest Diagnostics, and Siemens, each of which produces products to test for or treat hepatitis C infection. And of course, as we saw in the Life Science Companies and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation's joint communique, Bill Gates has his grubby fingers in all of it. Along with every other insane decision that is being made by the Biden administration, this focus on testing and the buying of tests from the very country that unleashed this virus on us all demonstrates clearly, if there was ever any doubt, that our government does not care about protecting the American people, either from this virus, if that's what it is, or from infiltration, infiltration by foreign entities. There are so many distractions keeping us from thinking about testing. We even have a potential war looming. Yet if we do not stop it, this testing will prove the stealth weapon destroying us all from the inside out without ever firing a shot. A recent article in the Washington Free Beacon said that in announcing the contract with iHealth and two other companies, the Department of Defense said the administration will purchase almost 400 million kits in a deal that totaled nearly $2 billion. Representative Don Bacon called the arrangement with the Chinese manufacturer ridiculous, given China has not been transparent one iota in what happened at Wuhan. Prior to the Pentagon contract, the FDA in December approved iHealth's request to manufacture at-home COVID-19 tests for Americans. Imagine the irony of the United States Department of Defense ordering these testing kits from China. I mean, it just boggles the mind. Always siding with China, Anthony Fauci said in December that we simply had to purchase these testing kits from China because American manufacturers were already going full speed, but somehow we were just inadequate in our production abilities. I don't know how many times or in different ways I have to say it. I am one small voice, but please listen. Expert scientists keep on talking about these tests as if they actually mean something, but they don't, do not work. They never have. With all due respect, even those scientists, doctors, and researchers on the side of transparency regarding vaccine injuries and ending mandates, I name no names, what's the point, do not address the simple fact upon which the entire narrative falls apart. Even they are not in agreement anyway. Some say the vaccines are good for the elderly. Some say the vaccines are bioweapons. All of them quote data that has been collected to support their point of view. But here's the problem. If the tests themselves were never accurate, any data collected on either side of the aisle is worthless. Stop sharing it. Stop arguing over it. Stop getting bogged down in numbers that are constantly being fiddled with to prove one side or the other. Any chart of deaths or whatever you want to put on them is bogus. Poring over these charts is an absurdity. 
For more about the vaccines, or if you are offended by that term because it is inaccurate, call it whatever you want. You can read my essay, COVID and the Greater Good. Adding insult to injury, not only are we subjecting ourselves and our children to the humiliating process of taking these tests, but we are buying the snake oil from the country that got us into this mess in the first place, with our government's blessing. And far from objecting, people are grabbing up these free tests and any other ones they can find as if we all turned into mindless, obedient animals. Increasingly, I get the feeling that we have all fallen down the rabbit hole and are now in some kind of nonsensical Alice in Wonderland world. Except at least Alice had the gumption to talk about it, stomp her foot at that obnoxious queen, and refuse to do her bidding. In contrast, few raise the issues of these tests. Instead, arguments abound about everything else, ignoring the very obvious contradictions at the heart of the matter as if they simply don't exist, or at least don't matter very much. This is part of the mass psychosis that I talked about in my essay, Utopian Madness, written, by the way, months before Joe Rogan and Dr. Robert Malone burst upon the scene, although I'm glad they did. However, once the MSM tried to debunk mass psychosis, it would have been helpful if Malone et al. had explained, as I explained in Utopian Madness, that mass psychosis only comes about after a good dose of menticide, the process of systematically altering beliefs and attitudes, especially through the use of drugs, torture, or psychological stress techniques, brainwashing. If one understands all of these factors, it becomes clear why governments across the globe have so easily been able to insist that everyone take these ridiculous tests. Everyone talks about vaccine mandates, but what if the bigger goal is collection of genetic data? Yes, I realize that many of these home testing kits do not require samples to be sent into a lab. This is beside the point. It's too late to make this argument. I explained this in war. We can never go back to the days before our DNA became more precious than gold and we gave it away for a pot of stew. Millions and soon to be billions of people have become accustomed to testing, testing, testing. Once the transition is made to all humans being microchipped, people will find it a relief that their data is being collected in a much easier fashion. If you haven't taken a test yet, you can check out this example at VeryWellHealth where it suggests the nine best at-home COVID-19 tests for 2022 at verywellhealth.com. Most tests require a sample being sent into a lab. Understand, they do not care whether the test is accurate or not, whether you have COVID or not. They know it is all bogus. The important thing is that you test. What then do they care about? First of all, training people to be compliant and take the tests. And second of all, collecting the data from the tests. And third of all, getting richer and gaining a monopoly on the market because of the tests. Know that the ultimate goal is and always has been the data. In War, I write my most extensive piece about the relationship between DNA collection and COVID testing. I talk about BGI, a Chinese company which has sold millions of COVID testing kits to more than 80 countries since the beginning of the pandemic. Bill Gates, the Chinese government, even those within the United States government were prepared. 
They knew what they wanted to do before COVID ever burst upon the scene. Go back and look at Fauci's increasing battles with President Donald Trump, which I document in my most popular essay today, The Demonization of the Unvaxxed. Please arm yourself with knowledge to withstand the attacks that are coming. According to a 2015 Financial Times article, in 2010, Bill Gates visited an unremarkable building in an industrial estate on the outskirts of Shenzhen, China. With row after row of high-tech machinery humming inside, the place could easily be mistaken for an anonymous data warehouse. But Mr. Gates and Ray Yip, head of the Gates Foundation's China operation, saw something else that day. As they toured the BGI headquarters, the two men were stunned by the ambition of the scientists working at the biotech company. Inside, more than 150 state-of-the-art genetic sequencing machines were analyzing the equivalent of thousands of human genomes a day. The company is working towards a goal of building a huge library based on the DNA of millions of people. BGI executives see this not as the end game, but as the springboard for new drug discoveries, advanced genetic research, and a transformation of public health policy. In September of 2012, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation signed a Memorandum of Understanding to form a collaboration on global health and and agricultural development with the goal of achieving common objectives in health and agricultural development. Besides scientific breakthroughs in the areas of human, plant, and animal genomics, the collaboration focused on sequencing genomes. Having contributed to the Human Genome Project as well as sequencing the genomes of many critical plants and animal species and human diseases, including the initial sequencing of the rice genome as well as our involvement in the Rice 10,000 Genome Project, the Thousand Plants and Animals Genome Project, the International Thousands Genomes Project, the Thousand Rare Disease Project, the International Cancer Genome Project, Autism Genome 10K, among others, BGI looks forward to partnering with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in this significant collaboration to apply genomics research to benefit global human health. Then, lo and behold, on March, in March of 2021, the National Pulse revealed that BGI Genomics, the Chinese Communist Party-linked genomes firm flagged by U.S. officials as mining the DNA of Americans, has collaborated extensively with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. As I said, China knew well ahead of time and prepared accordingly. So did Bill Gates. With COVID, BGI quickly took over the testing market. BGI created a portable lab called the Huyan Air Laboratory, which can be set up anywhere in a very short amount of time. By June 2021, BGI Genomics had built more than 90 Huyan laboratories in 30 countries and regions worldwide, providing in the aggregate of results of up to 1 million COVID tests per day. BGI Genomics continues to export the Huyan lab solution worldwide, contributing to the battle against the further spread of the disease. A CBS News article from January 2021 explains how when COVID first broke in Washington in March of 2020, BGI came to the rescue, proposing to build its labs and help run them. Out of desperation, such offers around the world were accepted. 
the quest to control our biodata and in turn control healthcare's future is what it's all about. Yet governments shrug it off. Why? Bill Ivanina, who stepped down in 2021 from his position as a top counterintelligence official in the U.S., a veteran of both the FBI and CIA, was so concerned by BGI's COVID testing proposals and who would ultimately get the data that he authorized a rare public warning. Foreign powers can collect, store, and exploit biometric information from COVID tests. Ivanina described these COVID tests as the Trojan horse invading our shores. Supervisory Special Agent Edward Yu is a former biochemist turned FBI investigator, and he said, They are building out a huge domestic database. And if they are now able to supplement that with data from all around the world, it's all about who gets the largest, most diverse data set. And so the ticking time bomb is that once they're able to achieve true artificial intelligence, then they're off to the races in what they can do with that data. John Wertheim, interviewing Special Agent Edward Yu. You're saying biggest data set wins? Edward Yu, correct. Think of DNA as the ultimate treasure map, a kind of double helix chart containing the code for traits ranging from our eye color to our susceptibility to certain diseases. If you have 10,000 DNA samples, scientists could possibly isolate the genetic markers in the DNA associated with, say, breast cancer. But if you have 10 million samples, your statistical chances of finding the markers improve dramatically, which is why China wants to get so much of it. Edward Yu. What happens if we realize that all of our future drugs, our future vaccines, future healthcare are all completely dependent upon a foreign source? If we don't wake up, we'll realize one day we've just become healthcare crack addicts and someone like China has become our pusher. Bill Ivanina. <coughs> Personal data. Correct estimates are about 80% of American adults have had all of their personal, all of their personally identifiable information stolen by the Chinese Party, uh, by the Communist Party of China. The concern is that the Chinese regime is taking all that information about us, what we eat, how we live, when we exercise and sleep, and then combining it with our DNA data. With information about heredity and environment, suddenly they know more about us than we know about ourselves. And bypassing doctors, China can target us with treatments and medicine we don't even know we need. Edward Yu. Think about the dawn of the Internet of Things and the 5G networks and the, the smart homes and smart cities. There are going to be sensors everywhere. It's going to be tracking your movement, your behavior, your habits. And ultimately, it's going to have a biological application, meaning that based on the data that gets collected, they'll be able to analyze that and look at improving your health. That data becomes incredibly relevant and very, very valuable. John Wertheim, you're describing data almost as, as a commodity. Edward Yu, data is absolutely going to be the new oil. Yes, data is the new oil. Think about it. Then think about the implications for your children. 
Do not let them get tested. Do not let them grow accustomed to living under the government's microscope. All sounds terrible because it will be in the hands of China, right? Wrong. China is a front to make us think they are the bogeyman we all have to fear. With spoon-feeding us information, demonizing China, attention is deflected away from the real issues. It doesn't matter which country we are told is gathering this information, because you can be sure that if China is doing it, so are we. Those who are running the scam want us to throw up our hands in horror that China would do this to us, so that we will then turn around and accept the United States doing the exact same thing. Forget it. I no more want the United States freely accessing information about my body and my mind than I do China. We are led to believe that China is our rival. Okay, sure they are, just as Russia is. But there is a deeper level where those who are in control purposely foment these rivalries to weaken connections between ordinary people so that they can better control us. United States good, China bad. We can't trust China with our personal data, but we can trust our own government. Senator Rick Scott said it was unacceptable that the administration would spend American taxpayer dollars on COVID tests from communist China, which just goes directly to supporting General Secretary Xi and his genocidal regime instead of supporting American manufacturers and jobs. This makes it sound as if it's all about jobs and keeping the money in our own country. But as I am saying here in the strongest terms possible, it isn't about that at all. It's about a few powerful oligarchs controlling us all and using our DNA to create more advanced AI, bioweapons, military terminators, and ultimately to unlock the secrets of immortality. If you doubt it, please read my other essays dealing with this topic, Designer Babies and the Rise of the Master Race, Offering Our Children on Big Pharma's author, uh, Altar, COVID and the Greater Good, Empire of Deceit, War, and Skinned Alive. Thank you for listening. Please comment and share so that others will be aware of this important topic.